Okay, welcome back to the Story is Ending podcast once again. My name is Mike. I'm glad you're here. And uh, we are journeying through the story of prayer and specifically this prayer sanctuary. So uh, we'll pick up from where we left off last time, but I'll do a quick review as well. But let's, um, let's pray as we get started. Our Father, I thank you again so much for this privilege of getting to know you through the sanctuary system. So I pray as we spend some time and study once again that our hearts will be open and ready to receive you as we hear what your word has to say, as we continue this journey into the prayer sanctuary. We pray that you teach us. We are all students at your feet, Jesus. Um, and so I just pray that our hearts are ready to receive what you have. In Jesus' name, amen. So just real quick review. We've gone through the uh, courtyard where we started to give thanks. The power of praise and thanks cannot be underestimated or overestimated, I think is what I meant to say. And we, we spend time at the altar of sacrifice, right, where we confess our sins. We are reuniting ourselves with God at this place, and we are both purified by blood and we're washed by the water. And on the cross, I was just listening to a message about this. And I can recommend, by the way, since interestingly enough, I haven't published in so long, there was a whole series on um, the life of Christ that was published by somebody who I love to listen to. So I'm kind of giving a shout out to anybody who hears this. Uh, Pastor David Asherick did a whole series in the uh, first part of 2021 called the DA with DA Challenge, so the Desire of Ages with David Asherick, so DA with DA, and that was a hashtag, DA with DA Challenge. On Instagram, he started it and then ended up with a YouTube channel, and the 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 way that I ended up consuming most of that and listening to it was through uh, somebody put together the audio of it all from when he started prayer, not from all the 15 minutes of introduction and all that before, but he went through this entire book, The Desire of Ages, which is the single best book on the life of Christ out besides the Gospels. Um, the Gospels are uh, like a skeleton, and the Desire of Ages are like flesh on a bone. And it's uh, nearly a thousand pages of um, the life of Jesus. It's wonderful. Anyway, um, so I can recommend that you know without hesitation. And it was something that I listened to over this last um, this last spring. So and that was maybe partly one of the reasons I didn't get to this, but we are continuing to review though. Um, and so we, we've now, where we left off last time was in the holy place at the altar, I'm sorry, at the uh, candlestick, the candelabra, I guess you can call it, with the seven branches, where we were waiting on and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And there's, there's probably a lot more study that could happen when it comes to the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Um, but that is where we just let God fill us and let God be with us and let the holiness of his presence come inside of us. And do you see how it's the Holy Spirit that fills us? It's the Spirit of God that is holy filling us because we've been made pure and perfect in Jesus at the altar of sacrifice. Okay? So we've, we've lingered there for a little while. We've let the Spirit just speak to us, and, and we might have even spent time asking God to show us what's happening for us in this new day, right? So next is this altar of incense. That that's the um, that's the next piece to this in the holy place. Okay, so again, picture with me Jesus while he's in in prayer. He would spend hours at a time in prayer, and perhaps you wonder to yourself, how on earth could I spend that much time in prayer? Hours, right? How could Jesus? Well, I think here is where I 
I believe he spent the bulk of his time praying, not like physically at the altar of incense at the sanctuary in Jerusalem, but what we're going to, what we're about to talk about. This time in our prayer is when we pray for others. That's the altar of incense. That's what happens at the altar of incense. This is the time when we intercede for others. We intercede for people in their individual circumstances and prayer requests. So I'll first give you the Bible verse because the image is actually beautiful. So in Revelation 8, we read this, okay? And another angel came and stood at the altar with a golden censer, and he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne, and the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. So that's in Revelation 8, 3 and 4. The image is that of a sweet-smelling smoke, because God always loves when we pray for others, wafting into the holy place. It's literally filling the room. Have you ever been where you've seen smoke filling the air? Picture an enclosed room, and it's incense that's filling. It's a smoke, but it's it's not smoke so much. It is smoke, but there's also incense, and it's filling the room. And it's much like the Holy Spirit that's filling the space that we're all around. So it doesn't just fill the room, though. It dissipates, and it disperses out. So I'm, I'm sure, as I've said, you've seen smoke coming from a fire. Here in Colorado, we've had our uh, share of forest fires. And when they get bad, the smoke can literally fill the atmosphere. So, uh, yeah, stick with me here for just a second. Our prayers, like this sweet smoke of the incense, goes up to God, okay? They, just, they don't just go off. They don't just go off into the wind. Our prayers are going uh, somewhere. Now, notice, though, that when you see smoke, that it's, it's nearly always moving, right? It's either moving up or it's moving out to the right or it's, uh, it's carried by the wind. It's carried, the wind carries it where it wills. And so does God with our prayers. His Spirit carries our prayers in the atmosphere, I say that in air quotes, that is the universe from us to his heart of love and outward to where they need to go. Isn't that a powerful image? If you think about the idea of our prayers being like this alt- at this altar of incense and smoke. My lone voice originates from my lone mind here and now, but because of Jesus' blood and his victory gained for me on the cross, and because I'm in filled with the, his spirit, now my prayers have power. Now they aren't just meaningless words carried on the wind or never leaving my room. When someone says, it feels like my prayers are hitting the ceiling and bounce, that off, bounce right off, that's okay. Why? Because God's presence is in the room. And that ceiling doesn't matter one bit. God's very presence carries my prayer from my heart to his. God hears me as I pray in Jesus' name on behalf of others. This, and this right here, is where Jesus spent so much of his prayer time. He would pray for his own strength to fulfill his Father's will and mission, but he would take so many minutes and hours praying for his disciples and those he met or was about to meet. Friends, We can spend just as long praying over our family, loved ones, friends, and so many others who need God's help. The list literally is endless. I mean, it's not endless, logically speaking, right? Uh, But it's a very long list. Uh, I get a little frustrated when I hear people say that their prayer life is routine or repetitive, and I think to myself, seriously? Yeah, yeah, let's pray for ourselves and grow and connect with God. Let's continue praying for our loved ones. 
But spend just a few minutes reading the news and the trauma and tragedy goes on and on. Friends you are with on a regular basis are growing through things that we hardly know about. Ask them how you can pray for them. If you attend a church, ask your pastor or the church leaders how you can pray for them. God knows they need your prayers. What ministry do you love or are involved with? Right now, I would say one of the things that's happened in my story is that I've become involved with a wonderful ministry here locally in Colorado, Step 7 Ministries. And I would ask your prayers for Step 7 Ministries. I'm the Director of Community Relations, or actually my title is Community Relations Director, and my big role is to go find support for Step 7 Ministries. I, I would ask you to pray for Step 7's effectiveness to helping men who need sobriety and recovery and pray for my effectiveness to go find supporters and partners for Step 7. But you, there's so many ministries out there, missionaries, people that you can pray for. Um, pray for its effectiveness. Do you get the idea? I mean, there, there's so many things to pray for. And that's why I say here at this altar of incense, this, this time of prayer could go on and on because the needs go on and on. Here's another dimension to our prayers here. I believe our prayers can move forward and backward in time and space. Obviously not because of anything I say, but because of God's almighty power. When the Bible says they overcame by the blood of the lamb, that's the cross event. The sacrifice of the son of God in one moment of this universe's history for all time in all space. And here's a simple illustration. Picture this earth's history as a starting right in the middle of a spiraled line. Okay, you get in the picture here? So the, the earth's history is a point in time, a single point, and it's a spiraled line. So the limitation to this metaphor is that it's two-dimensional. Um, but creation is the very center of, in, in time, as it's linear. As it, So creation is the center, and time is linear, and it moves out in circular curves. Okay, so you're seeing kind of a spiral curvy out from this center point, okay? And eventually time gets to the cross and it keeps on going as time does. Time extends to this very moment in which you and I are, okay? So time is linear and it had an origin. So time, as we know it, had an origin at the center of this this illustration, this metaphor, right? And so picture lines going out from this place in curves that get larger and larger and larger as time goes on, okay? And eventually we get to the cross and it extends out to this very moment. But the cross event, when the Son of God sacrifices himself on our behalf, is to the spiral of linear time like a rock upon water. Does that make sense? I actually saw this wonderful illustration, really simple to understand as well. Same idea is if you take um, our influence on in this world and do the same thing. So we are that point and our influence is that same image that you have with these, these swirly lines, and then someone else is next to me or near me and has the same thing. At so many different points, those, in, those spirals influence and touch each other. So I'm, I'm asking you to use the same idea and think about the same thing as time, okay? Um, so if this, if this linear timeline is forming upon the surface of water, the cross disrupts the surface in waves that reach all points of this timeline, all right? In other words, the cross reaches backwards in time and forward in time. From goes backwards from the time in which it happened about nearly 2,000 years ago and then forward into time 
to our time today, it crosses perpendicularly. Is that a word? It crosses in a perpendicular fashion through time to reach us directly now because the cross, while it happened backwards in time, its power and effectiveness, just as this verse says, there's only one way this can be this. They overcame by the blood of the lamb. That sacrifice was once and for all, and it, it, it reverberated through all of time. Okay? I don't know how else to put this. It's just, it's so powerful. And that's the power we have access to. Can you believe that? And it's, it's kind of difficult for me to, but when it comes to praying for people, obviously we can't pray, pray for someone who's gone. In fact, one of the things that happened in my story since I've last published was my mom died, unfortunately. I can't pray for her anymore. The Bible says that um, people who die are sleeping. There's no consciousness. They're not waiting for anything else. I cannot pray for my mom after she's gone. We can't pray for someone who's no longer living within time and space. But we can pray for those who are, and I believe we can pray for the cross into someone's life, including their past. And I don't know how this works, but it's kind of beyond me. But people need healing. And so I pray the power of the cross over wounds in people's lives. You know, wounds, of course, represent past events and traumas. So I pray that power of the cross into those wounds. And I start with myself. That's a great place for us to start is to pray the cross into our past, okay? And when we see the power of the cross and the healing power of the blood of Christ healing our past, taking away the trauma, not just the the fact that it happened, not the fact that it happened. It can't change that part of it, but the effect it has on us. So I pray that the Holy Spirit works for people to heal the broken places. And I've prayed that God would do whatever it takes to reach someone. I've done that. That was a prayer I prayed for my mom so many times. Whatever it takes, God, is what I would say. Do what I cannot do and move in ways that I cannot is how I've prayed that prayer. Do whatever it takes, God, is what I say. And do what I cannot do and move in ways that I cannot. Let me actually pause here and go backwards. So this reminds me of a a way for us to pray for ourselves. And as we are back at this uh, place where the Holy Spirit at the candlestick, one prayer that is relatively risky, but it is a prayer that you will not regret praying, is God, do whatever it takes and do whatever you need to do to move in my life to do what you need to do to make me closer to you. So remember when I prayed, when I said one of the prayers that I have daily is a prayer, God, keep me dependent on you. That is a, that is a relatively risky prayer to pray, isn't it? Not too long ago, there was somebody in a, in a group that I was part of, and um, he said, you know, my prayer life has just become, my life, it's just routine. And so I, I said to him, are you willing to pray this prayer? God, do whatever you need to do to reach me. Do whatever you need to do to give me a place of dependence. I don't know if I use dependence, but I actually watched this guy hesitate. And he's like, I don't know about that. That's a little risky. And in my mind, I'm thinking, my friend, my brother, take the risk. It's worth it. Um, I have been, I've been praying for God, keep me dependent on you for a long time. And you know what he ended up doing? This is part of, this is part of my story here recently. He took away my paycheck. He took away my steady paycheck. And so it forced me to ask the question, do I depend on a paycheck or do I depend on God? And so I'll ask you the same question. Do you depend on a paycheck or do you depend on God? 
All right, back to the intercessory prayers. So I would say do what uh, I cannot do and move in ways that I cannot. So I realize my limitations on this, right? And just as an example, so this is like, here's an example of while my prayers are limited and my voice is limited, right? And my it, the prayers that I pray are limited to what I can say. That's why the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, as it says in Romans 8.26, right? Yeah, 820, Romans 8.26. So here's an example. This would be an example of like when, when I've prayed for my kids, as I have tens of thousands of times and I die, those prayers will still be worked out by God in his power. Do you see how powerful that prayer is? So but take your prayers and believe that your prayers have power. I have a friend who believes her mother's prayers from long before she died are still being answered. That's the power of the cross and the power that we invoke with our intercession for people. And this can take a while if we're serious and we're committed to praying for others. Okay, we're going to stop there. Uh, I, I said I would uh, go one at a time with these, and so I think that's a better idea right now. So I could have made this uh, in probably a nearly two-hour-long episode, but I, figure, I think I'm going to break it apart as I've been doing. So uh, we will finish with this, okay, at the altar of incense. Just leave that thought with you, the power of our prayers. Not because we're powerful, but because we have access to the infinite God who has infinite power to do whatever he wants to do and to reach people however he wants and, frankly, whenever he wants, right? All right, let's finish up with prayer today. Our Father, I just, I just thank you. What's so really cool right now is my prayer is being recorded. I'm praying this right now on this date in history, and yet somebody's going to hear this prayer and they're going to know that I am praying for them. Sometime in the future, they're going to hear this prayer. Through the power of technology that I know you don't depend on, um, the person out there is going to be led to hear this podcast, this very episode, right now. And so I just pray that you would lead that person to this podcast episode right now, and that my voice would somehow bring your blessing to them. And so just help us to continue to submit to you, though, to learn from you, God, and to know, God, that you want to hear our prayers more than we want to pray. And so do um, be with anyone hearing this just now, and I hope learning something from your word in all of this. So we love you, and we pray these things in that wonderful, powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so once again, I want to solicit you to, if you want to share your story, uh, the story is ending at gmail.com, and Tell me your story a little bit, summarize it for me, and then maybe we could get into it and have a phone call or something, and I can ask you more about your story and interview you and get your story. I want to hear your story on my podcast and get it out to the world because the power of your story is how other people will overcome. Blessings to you, my friend.